this old guy goes to an amusement park and like he, you see the horrors of aging and oh, elder abuse no. and like all this stuff and it is like really dark yeah why do people keep going to this amusement park it sounds like it sucks yeah this park <laughs> i don't want to go here <laughs> i mean it's the new disney attraction <laughs> It's the Rebel Taxi Pizza Party Podcast, and I said we could have legacy members back, and it looks like we do. I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you people? Oh, hey, I'm Ken. And I'm Daft Pino. I'm Jake Neutron. Yeah, it's Jim is back. Where have you been, Jim? Uh, you know, living life, having a kid, made a cartoon, all ah. sorts of stuff. Why have a kid and a cartoon? <laughs> Yes, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Tell us about your Did cartoon. I was going to ask about the kid first. <laughs> oh, the kid. Well, oh, yeah, too. Yes, the kid. Least, yeah. I, I know where Pan's loyalties lie. He was, he was like, <laughs> the cartoon. What about that cartoon? Cartoons? Let's talk Someone about say that. cartoons? Ooh. What a the, cartoon. The, well, my son's a year old, over a year old now. Or just had mm-hmm. his year, his birthday, mm-hmm. first birthday. And he's doing good. He likes, he's, he's really into his Miles Morales uh, action figure from Spidey and his amazing friends and nice. he's crawling not walking yet um he's doing good but yeah my cartoon is called film rot video it is a uh, animation video essay hybrid basically mm-hmm. um and there's only two out one is just a concept basically explains the concept it's a guy in his tv talk about movie kind of film history and film terms and stuff and they did a history i did one that's what are bad movies and it goes through like the history of bad movies which is mm-hmm. sort of relatively bad movies are have always been around but the history is relatively recent and it goes through that and i'm working on another one now and it has songs that i do because i did all you know a lot of the music on knock force so i wanted mm-hmm. to get back to that and and yeah so check it out sub to my channel which you probably already do plug plug link in the description and the, yeah yeah thank you pal but yeah that's kind of what i've been doing and all the other videos and i'm sure i'm forgetting several other projects and stuff but yeah what have you been doing pan uh working on some cartoon yeah a pilot an indie pilot just trying to get it done and you know it's a real screw around see what happens yeah i don't i just want i'd just be happy if one of it was done it's really getting there yeah anime i mean developing animation takes a really long time so i don't think people realize the developing part is the hardest aspect <laughs> yeah and it's like i'm st- I'm, I'm essentially figuring things out as i go along because it is animated in premiere pro a video editing software oh yeah i mean hey you know they made 12 ounce mouse on final cuts so. yeah just like <laughs> whatever works I-, I found out uh robert valley the uh the artist for uh, Sigma Blue or whatever blue in that uh, Love Death Robot short, he animates mm-hmm. in Photoshop. That was Photoshop. Yes, I don't know why the wow. fuck he animates in Photoshop, but it's like I guess I can't judge. Well, isn't like Black Dynamite also animated in Photoshop? Was Adult Swim? Yeah, I thought it was. I think the f- the pilot was in Flash, possibly. Yeah, I, I always remembered as a Flash. I don't know though, but that's how the I remember game. It. The game Skullgirls is animated in Photoshop, and I recall some people were like, "This is a terrible idea. Why are we animating Photoshop?" What do most people use? What do most people use? I don't even know. Uh, so. Toon Boom and uh, uh, Toon Boom, um, Toon Boom yeah, or, or Flash. Adobe Animate. Yeah, or even that one thing like tv paint i still call it flash even if it's animate i use open tunes because that worked best for what i needed and it was free 
Bones that's together. that's the one that was like um, Ghibli and Futurama, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yes. Oh, really? Didn't they give that give yeah. that program out for free? I didn't know those parts, but okay. Did you pay for yours? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, I remember. I remember it was like a whole huge thing. Like um, when it became when it, when it came out for free, and it was like being boosted. It was like, oh yeah, uh, Studio Ghibli and Futurama used this. Um, They're showing some like shots from the shows or show and movies. Hmm. Does that mean Futurama is not animated on paper, or is it inked in open tunes? I'm not sure, but um, it has uh, something in it—a feature where um, doing hand drawing, it can assume in betweens hmm. through the way you drew them. Interesting. Very interesting. And it's yeah. usually good for like slow tracking shots, or like if you want like a character to like. There's a lot of frames, but you don't want to have to redraw every single one of them. Yeah, that's why I draw sketchy. That makes it easier to draw more frames. Oh, that, that's why I make mine look like absolute garbage. Hell yeah. <laughs> <So> nobody noticed. <laughs> so people were like, I'll let this go. Yeah. It looks horrible. I feel like I remember trying to use that um, whole in-between system in open tunes, and it was too confusing because, like, you basically had to draw... Every time you made a drawing, mm-hmm. uh, if you wanted two lines to, like... Um, connect to motion wise for the computer you had to draw them in the same direction oh god and that sounds fine until you go to do it and you realize huh this is actually easier to draw this direction than it is the other direction when the position has changed you know maybe with better ai we'll have better in between frames maybe interpolate one day yeah yeah gotta get 60 fps animation yeah how long do you think it'll take pan between the time of the release of your cartoon and someone making it 60 FPS. Oh no, the day after. Cinch plating. It'll actually look fluid instead of blocky and jank. Or it might look fluid and jank. Yeah, we'll see how well, how limited my limit animation will, will work with people or not. Has has anyone done 60, like a major thing done 60 yet or no? If, if that... I mean, video games I've heard do, but I mean, like, I don't, yeah, Illumination or nobody is, like, going to do Some that. insane person out there, possibly. I would love to see uh, Illumination make 60 FPS. Stuff. I don't believe they have, because it probably would weird out the audience. Yeah, or they'd have to pay the animators double, and they're not doing yeah. that. Well, yeah, well, it's 3D, so... Oh, no, they definitely so... interpolate that shit. Yeah, it's 3D, so it's like, they got the, the keys, they don't gotta worry about that. It'll look but weird. it's like, yeah. a lot a lot more time in rendering. Yeah, just, uh... Way more time. Just look up, remember the Hobbit movie, the live-action Hobbit prequel movies? They, uh, oh. they had, mm-hmm. like, 48 frames per second, like, there's a trailer out, look up 48... 48 fps uh hobbit trailer it looks like it's fast forward no i i saw it i saw the hobbit in the 3d like the the way he you know peter jackson intended Mm -hmm. like in the higher frame rate in 3d and the 3d popped but it looked like like a soap opera oh yeah like it looked it looked it looked like motion smoothing it was like so embarrassing that they thought like this was a good idea because it he he has like in the first one he has one of the Doctor Who's um, Sylvester McCoy is in it, and it looked like like an eighties Doctor Who, not a the new Doctor mm-hmm. Who, and like it looked like that kind of production with him in it. It just added to the extra <laughs> shittiness yeah. of it. I was like, you spent like three hundred million dollars on two hundred million dollars, I think, on each movie, and it looks like this. And then by the time the second and third ones came out, less theaters, and this is in New York, had what they called HFR at the time. And I don't think anyone, maybe Avatar, is Avatar two doing it? Is I hope so. Else? So it looks like shit. 
<laughs> well, that's what happened with Gemini Man, the Will Smith movie. Oh, yeah. It was 120 FPS. Whatever that looks like. When they released it on DVD, I think they just dumped it down to 60 FPS. Oh, wusses. They, they, they pussed out. Give us the full 120 experience. The animation looked good, except in bright daylight. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It is one of those things that, like, um, doing higher FPS is both more expensive um, mm -hmm. and obviously more frames, but it doesn't necessarily look better because, like, I mean, soap operas run at a higher FPS, but we think that most people will look at them and think, oh, that looks cheap. They think that they, they yeah. associate it with soap operas, so they're always going like, to see that. Why does it have a higher frame rate than real life? What's that about? How, you know? <laughs> well, speaking of a higher frame rate, pan. Huh. You got a new phone that can do 120 FPS. Oh, yeah. I got I can play Genshin. Well, I didn't play Genshin. I played, let me look it up, uh, Honkai Impact. Wait, what phone? Uh, it's the iPhone the 13 Pro. Because I, I think I went with the oh. same one for like seven, four, five years. I don't know, a long time. Oh, funny story. I literally did the same thing yeah. like two weeks ago where my phone... The microphone stopped working, so I couldn't make calls, oh, so I no. had to get... I got the same... And, but see, people use phones so infrequently now, it took me days to figure out what was going on. Oh, man. So, anyway. But, yeah, I have the same phone. It's it's pretty cool. It's a good phone. Ooh, what color? I just got the black 13 Pro, and also for the camera, because I shoot a lot of stuff. Yeah, I like the fisheye sort of lens, where it's like, damn, now I can see everything in a photo. Oh, the .5? Yeah, I like... I like yeah. the, the 0.5 lens is like my favorite when shooting. I actually shoot my stuff now with that because it brings in the viewer mm -hmm. more. Yeah, it's not flat. It's, it's now really you see cool. the whole Does environment. Use the cinematic mode yet? Oh, cinema. Hmm. I I have, but I've never. It it's not struck me yet. I have my. I mean, all it does it all is the only thing it really does is just blur the background. Pretty much. Um. Yeah. And probably it does yeah. some tracking, but like. You can that, rack focus. Yeah, it tracks the faces. But everything's going to be slightly blurry. It just didn't... I don't know. It was annoying when I was trying to use it at Disney because I was in, like, the Small World ride and I was trying to look at stuff and it kept, like, noticing people were in front of me and would focus <laughs> on them even though they were at the bottom of the screen. And yeah. it wouldn't matter how much time, how many times I would press the background. I'd be like, no, focus on the background. It would just go back to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, oh. the cinematic mode is kind of... Like, it's not really cinematic. It just makes this weird smudge around everything. It looks weird. It doesn't look right. Uh, I believe the 13 Pro can do ProRes. ProRes. ProRes is a higher dynamic range of color, but it's a lot of gigabytes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. HDR. No, like, it can do it can do 4K, but mm -hmm. I don't shoot in that because I can't. Final Cut does not do 4K, or at least the version Remind I HDR so. reminds me, like, I looked, I was watching a Linus Tech Tips video yesterday on CRTs, and I was like, why is the t why is this whole video green, like a greenish tint? And I was like, oh, he's got high dynamic range on. Okay. Because I, my, uh, I guess my monitor doesn't have high dynamic range where I sh shut it off, so it just looks like garbage. Oh, you could have you watched it on your phone. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, because for those who don't know, high dynamic range, HDR, like if you don't have an HDR compatible thing, sometimes it just looks like green, like we a weird greenish tint on everything. I tried, I illegally downloaded Iron Man 1, and it's like, ew, it's all green. Wait, recently? Hmm? Like you downloaded it recently? Uh, a couple Sorry years back. Oh, okay. Before Disney yeah, Plus, I guess. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> on Disney Plus, they have the IMAX Enhanced, 
versions of the Marvel films. Cuckoo. So you can watch it to yeah. like the better aspect ratio. Well, they they did that because um, HBO Max is better quality than they are. And I think they're a little embarrassed. Oh man! I was gonna, I was gonna continue on to that. So as I was telling Pan before, uh, out of all the streaming services I've used, HBO Max has like the best pixel density, I guess. Yeah. Very sharp. No, it's always, and it's the better, I don't know, better library at least right now at this point. <laughs> we'll see how long that stays. Um, and the downloads, because I watch a lot of stuff on my way to work, mm-hmm. like usually hold up better. Disney Plus. Uh, usually I have to hit play before I leave the house and pause it and then hit play when I get on the subway or it won't sometimes it won't play even with my mm. new phone it's just Disney Plus is too, and, and they have a lot of I don't know they have a lot of, I want to finish Light and Magic that's a good documentary mm-hmm. so, what's it about uh, it is about Industrial Light and Magic um, and so they have all the people who made did the special effects for Star Wars and the original trilogy but it's directed by Lawrence Kasdan who wrote Empire Strikes Back and Rage Lost Ark and has access to all these people so you're getting like you know all the cool stories all the like how they like basically had to like invent a special effects division that was like that for the first one um, all the behind the scenes stuff it's pretty good but it's also that it's made by a good director and you hear from joe johnston who did the first avenger and rocketeer because he was like the lead special effects dude on or one of the lead guys on the those movies did uh george so, ever show up yeah. oh george is in it a lot george yeah, yeah. A lot. archival he, he or do they like follow him around like stop talking to me no no they, he's a he's <laughs> he's a talking head in it but he um <laughs> he comes off more as just the boss um because that's the the one thing i like about behind the scenes star wars is that it is like an amazing or the original trilogy is that there's an amazing amount of insanely talented people mm. who worked on those movies and he's just probably one of the luckiest people in the world that he got the people he got to do mm-hmm. that movie you know and it's like that i don't think he didn't do anything and when i say that people have gotten mad at me <laughs> for saying like oh you're because i made a video about his uh ex-wife who helped edit and i always get like you're taking away from george i'm like well i'm not i'm just saying like film is a collaborative medium and a lot of those people are what made those three movies what they are you know so like the editors he had on that mm-hmm. not just his ex-wife but other people the special effects people the cinematographer like the producers like if you look at all those people they're like super talented like invented all the special effects that we know those today it's just anyway it's a good documentary. Hmm. I recommend it. You know, if you're not watching like whatever the Marvel show is at the moment, all that stuff, you know, or Primal, you yeah, should yeah. just be watching Primal. Oh, remind, watch that. Reminds me, I gotta. What was, oh, there was what? another movie uh, that came out recently, an animated film. It's called Mad God, and it's uh, made by Phil Tippett, uh, who was who worked on the original Empire Strikes Back, uh, uh, RoboCop, tons of tons of movies doing stop motion stuff. And have yeah. any of you seen Mad God? Nope. It's a Shutter original. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Shutter got Mm -hmm. it. Oh, because it played in theaters last summer, and I think did okay in the limited screenings it had. That's good. I mean, hey, it's almost Halloween. We should like. Let me explain to you like the uh, backstory to this movie because Mad God was was basically thirty years in the making. Uh, He started the movie in late nineties, late late eighties after RoboCop two, and um, he he noticed that, huh. Uh, computers are starting to take over, especially because he worked on Jurassic Park, and he put it on hold, but he knew he would come back to it eventually, and that eventually became, like, 2013, like, 20 years later, 
and uh, mm-hmm. he did a Kickstarter, and that was successful. And as of I think twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, he uh, finally finished the film. And the film is essentially like a partially stop motion, partially live action with like stop motion backgrounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's there's no it's hard to explain because there's no plot. sort of it's just. A guy essentially descending down into hell. Yeah. And just seeing Sometimes all... Sometimes you just want to animate some fun, goofy shit. Ba- and some f- horror shit. Basically, yeah. You, well, you could say there's no plot, but it's just very loose about it. It's just walking, essentially. It's a walking simulator movie. And it's just, like, the most gruesome stuff you'll ever see. And there is almost no uh, computer assistance except for stuff like compositing. Yeah. It's a crazy-ass passion project. Yeah. Man, this makes me want to get Shutter. I always get it for like certain movies, and then don't yeah, keep it. Yeah. But did you ever see the amusement park, the George Romero movie they restored? No. It is if you if you ever want to feel bad about aging. Uh, oh no! It, it, it's basically it's a it's a, against like ageism. It was made as a propaganda thing by this thing and this company or this church or something. I forget. I made a video about it, and I knew what I was talking about then. But it's basically like this old guy goes to an amusement park, and like he, you see the horrors of aging and oh, elder abuse no. and like all this stuff. And it is like really dark. Yeah, why do people keep going to this amusement park? It sounds like it sucks. Yeah, this park. <laughs> I don't want to go here. <laughs> I mean, it's the new Disney attraction. Defunkland's going to do a thing about they should. Oh, they should man, bring it. Back. Eisenberg showed up, and then. Uh... Michael Eisner came in to fuck it over. Yeah. Probably. Michael Eisner has to be in Yeah, yeah, classic. He 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 managed to do I don't know how Oh look, it has to go through him, so of course it would have to, you know, he'd show up most likely. I don't know. Wasn't there a a film that was actually shot at Disneyland, but they didn't tell anyone there? Oh, yeah, um Escape from yes. Tomorrowland, I believe. Yeah, I saw that. Um it was it wasn't that great. You kind of want it to mm-hmm. be. I know the theme park people like hate it because I brought it up to someone. I like, I was like, yeah, I reviewed it a long time ago and it, it was fine. And they're like, no, they're like, don't get like the magic. Of oh, Disney. no. Oh, like, okay. Well, you're, that's weird. You're talking to Disney adults. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, anytime. And I've seen people do it online, too. They're like, fuck oh, that man. movie. It's being dark. Like, like, and I'm just like, like, I don't think it's the greatest thing, but can't you just appreciate what they accomplished? Like, yeah, that's this, pretty amazing that they filmed yeah, this in movie Disneyland. Sucks. I, I, I found, yeah, I found it kind of, I don't know. It wasn't amazing. I mean, nobody talks about nah. it. Right? So, I mean, like, um, Disney right could have like said, "Hey, ban this movie," but they were like, "Nah, let's ignore it and not give it any." Uh, what's it called? Streisand effect. Yeah. Yeah. I I was reading articles at the time. That's what they wanted to do. Is like they're like, let's just let this go. Let's not so um, and I mean I'm sure that and uh what's it um the movie the Florida Project which is sort of adjacent to Disney whatever the Florida mm-hmm. one is um get into like kind of the darker side but I it, they are really expensive and like I think it's it tomorrow Escape from Tomorrowland was about a dad who loses his job while he's on vacation and he's slowly kind of like goes insane but I've seen the prices of those places and I was like yeah I would go insane too if I like lost my job at you've seen that star wars place where that's like hey five thousand a night or something yeah it's like i've I've seen the hotel rooms and everything i was like this doesn't look like it's five thousand a night nah to hell with that i mean i i would love to do disney at one point i guess but the price is like yeesh i can't 
know. One of us went to Disney recently. Yeah, I went. I went to Disney. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> was it? I like. Okay, I went to Disney and then like um, I was so damn tired. I slept all of today, so I kind of forgot if there's anything in between. But um, I went to Disney. <laughs> I went to Magic Kingdom and um, Hollywood Studios, and the two things that I took away from that was one that Runaway, um, what's it called, ride is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love all the animation on that. And two, I forgot that like Magic Kingdom is based off of Disneyland, and all of Epic Mickey is based off of Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. So the whole time I was just looking at everything, and I was like, "You're, that's that was a level. That was the stage. You can jump on that in the game." <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of corrupted Disneyland locations. Yeah. And I, I didn't like for some reason it never clicked to me when I was younger, like that this was all based off of real attractions. I thought like it took like inspiration maybe, but I didn't realize that for some some of the stuff it was one to one where like. Mm-hmm. You walk up to um, the Adventureland area, and like the entrance to it is exactly how it is in the game, except like less corrupted. So it's just like I feel, this feels so weird. This is a big Epic Mickey fan. If I had went to Disneyland, it probably would have been even more accurate because I know that um, Disney World they have like the Liberty something area. Meanwhile, it's New or- New Orleans mm-hmm. in Disneyland. Oh yeah, the simulacra of like American Town kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's mm. like I'm really there. Yeah, it's in America. I'm in Epcot. I can visit really in all the places in Florida. I can I can visit all the presidents. I can see all of them. Hmm. Speaking of world leaders, yeah, uh, Morbius oh. is number one on Netflix today. Oh man! What you goddamn you? I don't want that. I was uh, I didn't want to pay for it, and I also didn't feel like uh, doing illegal stuff. So I was like, this will be somewhere. Yeah. Please Disney Plus, because that'd be funny. I don't want that crap. I saw Morbius in theaters, and I was like, wow, this movie. Movie's not good. It's just boring. Maybe maybe just didn't get it. I, I can't trust that guy. He 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 gets to Mars too fast. It's like, take your time. Oh, oh right. He was in that band. Yeah. Like like that's too fast. I don't like it. Fucking so, warp speed trust. into fucking Mars. Like like wow, rich guy. Thirty seconds. <laughs> no, I I, I kind of want to see it, but apparently he doesn't oh, say it's man. Mormon time. But part of me, when I see people joke, I'm like, are they joking? Does he say it's Morbin time? So I just live in this. Is that like in a trailer or something? Nobody saw that crap. That no, it never happened. I mean, I think someone made up the joke that he says it's Morbin, <laughs> Morbin time. But like, I don't know anyone who's confirmed to me that he has or hasn't. And even when people do, I'm like, I don't know. They could be messing with me too. So I, I just don't. He could say it's, well, it's Morbin time. It's like the uh, dance sequence with Matt Smith by the song uh, X. XC, I think it's uh, off the meds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a foreign band, uh-huh. right? But the lyrics sound like "Have sex, have sex." I poop my pants, I poop my pants, and everyone just kind of ran with that. Oh man, <laughs> magical. Yeah, man, Matt Smith is picked like so many bad franchise moves post Doctor Who. Remember, like he was going to be in Star Wars, and that didn't work out. Oh. And, and then, because he was going to be in mm-hmm. episode nine, and and then, I don't know what he was going to be, but he wasn't in the movie. And then he was in Terminator oh, Genesis, and he's like, they're, they're going to make a sequel to this. I haven't made it. And now he's in the Game of Thrones show, yeah. I guess. But like, I he, saw the makeup for that, and it's like, oh, I have to look at that every week? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really watch it, but... It... Oh. <laughs> I feel bad for uh, him. There was this post on Twitter I saw, Jeff Bezos... Amazon mm. guy and whatnot. Yeah, uh, he liked a post. Uh, it was someone showing off their uh, 
they're booty shorts, right? For rings, what was it, rings of power, the new Lord of the Rings or whatever. Yeah. He yeah. only has like yeah. seventy nine likes, and I was like, how do you carefully choose, Jeff? Yeah. Like, what you like? What is like everyone can see it. What is worthy of my likes? Because if you go through my Twitter likes. Uh, it's nothing but bird pictures. Occasionally, it'll be someone's art, someone's art or work in progress. I mostly just like work in progress, but retweet actual art. But anyway, mm-hmm. so yeah, if you go through my Twitter, like it's nothing but birds, and it's like, what bird is worthy of being in my likes? You know, they got to prove themselves. Maybe he's just not on yeah, Twitter very I like, much. I like the African gray, the parrot. They got like red tails in the back, and they're mostly gray. They're like Sin City birds. Mm-hmm. When did this bird thing come from? I, I'm s- Nesca indoctrinated me. They were like, "Yeah, birds are pretty cool. Yeah, they, they got like little little talons that look like uh, dragon arms. They got like scales. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you have a bird in your house? That's that's too much responsibility. I'm, I I I live without commitment. I don't want to. I don't want that shit. If you got a bird, <laughs> would you get one that like? replicates human speech hell yeah then i could just talk to it all day i don't need nobody else friends with the bird you could be you Yay. could be a weird parrot guy <coughs> at the convention then you're gonna get like they'd be like you're gonna get like visitors and then it's gonna start like dumping your like info onto them oh no info dumping on a bird it starts it's trauma dumping or just real trauma dumping on a bird dumping. that's all i can do that's true couldn't end up pooping you're right ah. but jake recently got a cat a tiny little, little baby cat. You want to tell about that? She doesn't trauma dump. You know, she just kind of bites. Regular dumps? She does regularly. She pooped in the shower the other day. <laughs> I don't know how she got there. She, <laughs> it's just an unwelcome surprise to one day wake up, go in the bathroom. What's that smell? Oh, my God. Oh, no. It's even such a tiny little cat. I think cats do that because they know it's easier to clean I'd up. I like to hope so. She hasn't pooped on any of the carpet or anything. It's always been in boxes or in, like, uh the shower i guess that's good at the very least yeah you know what else is good oh huh? hmm. it's one of my famous transitions what wally being a cartoon oh yeah what, what, what does that entail physical media i stream that shit i don't want physical media it 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 is like a physical i actually don't know what the special features are although the original wally dvd release which was done with like recycled paper oh yeah uh, spoilers that's what the movie mm-hmm. is about and stuff and and came with the pixar documentary about their history Uh which probably doesn't age well now but um i (laughs) i remember they would play on like other tv channels and stuff afterwards but they um yeah so i think it became a film twitter or even animation twitter thing that like criterion has pretty famously not done much with animation. a few but not not as much as live action uh, I think, um... What else have they done? Uh, Watership Down got a Criterion. Hang on. Uh, animated. Okay. If it's Wes Anderson, it doesn't count, though. That's that's my... Yeah. my... They did Fantastic Planet. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they've done a... Oh, and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay, yeah, they've done Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson yeah, there's like one, yeah. two, three, four, five, yeah, six, seven. <laughs> they only got seven? Well, the thing is, uh, the Criterion Collection, they have they republish it. You know, they republish the media. Yeah. But that takes a long time to mm-hmm. remaster and make sure it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad they're doing Wally, and I hope they make. I, a lot of people are saying they'd pick this because it would make them money, and they do need to have like things that sell uh, every now and then. Um, but I wish they would do. You know, I, the Fleischer brothers could use a Criterion set, or hmm. um, UPA, who got one from Turner Classic Movies probably a hmm. decade ago at this point. Um, but like, there's a lot of animation that could use like the stuff that 
classic film gets um which which i would like criterion to do basically but you know congrats to them for wally i hope it's a good yeah i hope they clean up those film reels of uh, that cg film yeah classic. oh it's uh <laughs> like what you were showing me for nn eddie Someone did a 4K upscale. Yeah, that looks great. Waifu 2X, that show to hell, yeah. So with my Clerks video, I found uh, someone's uh, upscale also. Clerks animated, yeah. Oh, I like that video. As someone who watched oh, it no. two times a day. Yeah. The first and last. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I well I actually saw, because I saw him speak um, at the, uh, ta- like the college near where I lived at the time, um, and he showed the first two episodes <laughs> and i was like oh man you guys the second episode is so funny you you can't wait because it was like such a cool idea and i saw it if you saw it on abc the flintstones yeah. list joke was cut <laughs> like they basically you don't you see them watching it i think or something like that um i have the v, a vhs or i had a vhs of the two airings um but they played the second one first and so i had to explain to all my friends why the, that episode's oh, funny man. And then I think this other one they aired was the one with the yeah the courtroom episode Judge Reinhold one whichever that one with yeah and that that bears driving thing I was like on the floor like now it is a cliche yeah. but like I do remember like I couldn't stop laughing yes. at like what is going on right now and it did feel like this show is getting canceled tomorrow <laughs> that episode has no solution it just like it just ends on that. Yeah, just end it. I don't know. Well, the other thing, I don't think you mentioned it, but the other thing that happened oh, that summer yeah. was mm-hmm. Survivor came out and I think aired at the same time. Oh, no. And it sort, it sort of sucked all the air out of the room for Clerks Animated. So even if it would have had a chance, yeah. Survivor killed any of it, basically. Yeah, more reality shows. So, yeah, that was the 2000s. And then you couldn't see the other episodes till I forget when the DVD came out, but it was like maybe 2001. So most of the people I told about the first episode didn't mm-hmm. couldn't see it. Dang, yeah. For like a year and a half. If you if you were a total dork and taped it like me, um, and were excited, and I tell my friends like, yeah, Clerks, the cartoons on tonight, and they're like, yeah, we're not gonna watch oh, it. Oh man, someone had to watch it, but like on occasion on YouTube, I'll find a clip on YouTube, and it's like. The, a TV rip from the ABC airing. It's like, damn, this is like prestige. Like that VHS has just witnessed a rare event. Yeah, I mean, it. at the time it was very much like, I felt like all of culture was like, okay, I guess we're going to let this happen. And then they're like, yes. never mind, put it back, put it back. Never again. That was when like he was considered a bigger director too. So Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone lost interest in Kevin Smith. Yeah, because it's... His later movies are just inside jokes and stuff. Well, he's coming back with Clerks 3. That's, hmm. I've heard good things about Clerks 3. I, I have a theory about what happened to him what? as a director. Is So if you look at everything up to Jersey Girl, there are movies about him yeah, like in his life. And I think Jersey Girl is like a natural progression for him. Mm-hmm. It's not a great movie, but it's like it's like what his life was about. The problem was is his, his audience was in college. And did not want to see a movie about him and this little kid at that time. Like, so he had a real disconnect from what the artist wants to talk mm-hmm. about, what the audience wants. And when he that split happened, he kind of never got it back. And I think, like, if Jersey Girl was a hit, I think he would have kept on that thing. Because some of them are, like, you get bits and pieces of his life. But, like, Clerks 2, like, they didn't even film it in New Jersey. It has nothing to do with his life at the time. It's like a separate thing. And there's a real difference after 
Jersey girl in my mind because they're not really mm-hmm. about his life anymore. And maybe he felt like, can you relate to Kevin Smith? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's like, although he's very good on a podcast and I think I love hearing him talk, but uh, I hope in Clerks 3 you get, because he seems like he wanted to do that based on his heart attack and stuff. And if it's like that, that's, I think, the one that people miss is, is Jane Silent Bob yeah. Yeah. reboot, right? That was, oh. that was very cringy. <laughs> it's, it's like that. Watch that Ben Affleck scene. He's like, every line is a reference. It was like, dude, this is like, this is bad. I I think he says someone, he says something about Martha in it too. It was like. Uh, Oh, yeah. Look, uh, I mean, recently I rewatched Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, realizing, wow, this whole thing is nothing but but inside jokes that I never understood. But looking at the, just the trailer for, uh the reboot it's like this looks cheap as hell it's like i don't want to watch this no it's i mean i know a lot of people got into kevin mm-hmm. smith from strike back um so i think it kind of worked because it is still a good mm-hmm. comedy and you know will ferrell's in it and true yeah all that stuff it played on comedy central a lot so and <laughs> yeah like that half like the third half of jay and son of bob strike back becomes like essentially your uh ready player ones or space jam twos but with miramax movies it it is but it like everyone was like funny and in on the joke like gus van sant like counting money <laughs> it was like yeah. Instead of directing, and then I like was like was like we found a dead hooker and Ben Affleck's like no I was with a hooker <laughs> last night so you can't blame me I was like yeah. no no one would do this joke now it's so I don't know all the Ben Affleck I will say that is one thing I miss about him is he was good in Kevin Smith movies like yeah I I kind of miss the old Ben mm-hmm. Affleck just like well we'll miss everyone during this uh, small break we'll take already we barely start restarted the podcast that's like getting a job and uh asking like hey can i have like some vac- vacation days now no i mean we'll be right back in like oh 30 seconds oh whoops all right b or b always in our clubhouse getting high everybody wishes we would die Hey, and we're back. So it's questions time. If anybody has a question, be sure to start out with the word question so it's easier to find. And uh, what's our first question? Oh, post them in the YouTube comments of this video. And uh, who's our first question by? Uh, we have one from Heath Hamilton. Uh, question to the pod boys. That, that's all of us. It's all of us in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What's the deepest rabbit hole that any of you have ever went down lately oh biggest revelation that is all my videos like usually whenever i make a video i just think eh, i'll pick this topic there's probably not that much history on this uh particular show like like a celebrity death match or um clerks the animated series like i thought it'd be a cut and dry sh- short 10 minute video maybe but it's like no there is so much more history to find it and i always fall into that trap of thinking something's gonna be simple but no like does it have to be a, a, like a media basically thing you just fall down i guess in general media like or anything i guess yeah anything you just like look research and like find out oh no there's so much more going on here oh there there was one this is obscure to the obscure um what i watched these two shows on the sci-fi channel when in the 90s and one was called sci-fi buzz which was a sci-fi entertainment show only talking about sci-fi entertainment news Mm -hmm. and then they had a comic book show after it and all i remember about this comic book show was they were kids in they were kids who were teenagers and they got me into daniel cloud's eight ball 
and that's all I remembered, and I couldn't remember the name. And I found the show. It's called The Anti Gravity Room. Oh yeah. And I th- and I thought it was a sci fi show, but it w- apparently it wasn't. And I how they pitched it was the guy on Sci Fi Buzz, the host, said, "This is my nephew." I to my understanding that is not true, <laughs> which world mind blown there. Um, and then I found out like I found the guy's Twitter. I found it was a Canadian show. I like. <laughs> I found out like mm-hmm. what happened to every that's like if I find a show I used to watch I'm like on Twitter and Instagram like what are they doing now oh they have kids that's weird and like then I go but I also know like nobody would care other than me about <laughs> the anti-gravity room yeah but then I can't find an episode where they talk about eight ball and my memory of it they talked about eight ball a lot and I couldn't shut up about it because these cool kids on TV told me eight ball was cool yeah and which they probably said it once. You know how like when you're a kid you remember a certain part of a show and it's a big deal to you and then you go back and you're like, Oh, that was a second. Yeah. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> like that that was barely like nobody saw that. Damn, this changed your life and it was only a, a throwaway line. Yeah yeah. Yeah, that's happened to me a couple times. But or like I've noticed when you go back and I've, if I ever have to cut something up of clips, mm. your memory of a scene is not the scene. I almost a hundred percent unless it's like you've seen it a million times if you passing remember something and you go back you're like that that's this that was interesting yeah it's like that wasn't (laughs) as funny as i remember it being yeah but yeah the anti-gravity room is one yeah but i was happy because that had bugged me for a while that was like a magazine style show right yeah yeah Yeah. back when sci-fi channel was they have debate shows on science fiction (laughs) debate shows oh they did yes they they did have you ever seen the one where they had the cast of mystery science theater on and they had a, (laughs) a writer of sci-fi a serious sci-fi because this was by the way the debate with mystery science why did you guys make fun of my movie no he basically he did he didn't like that they made fun of landmarks and science fiction (laughs) and it was mike nelson mary joe peel i think kevin murphy i'm not i actually had a recording of it and it's on youtube somewhere but people would debate sci-fi ideas but because that was the controversial thing with science fiction was you shouldn't joke around about it because people won't take it seriously. Oh man! <laughs> so like they didn't oh. like mystery science theater. Can you guys so that was stop? That, that was a real sci-fi oh. channel was different in the nineties. Like you know, it wasn't. It was like like we take sci-fi seriously. Here's the director cut of David Lynch's Dune for the eighty-fifth time. And, <laughs> and Star Wars and Letterbox. We're getting ratings. Hell yeah damn anyway, what a different time that's that's, that's uh yeah oh when i found out every mtv vj from the 90s is a libertarian that was the other deep dive i did classic recently. yeah because a kurt loader big libertarian not not a joke kids not Cuckoo. a joke what about yeah. you jake i feel like the i don't know if this is the deepest rabbit hole but it's the most shocking i feel like i've talked about it before but like mm-hmm. the day that i found out that oswald was public domain for like at least 60 years already mm-hmm. shook my whole foundation <laughs> yeah now it, like, now like, he belongs to everybody like i was literally like um i was at like the store with my parents or something when i was like reading it up and like wait mm-hmm. a minute and at first i'm thinking that oh maybe this is just like some recent something that someone came someone came up with and that they're it's just kind of hard to look look it up because of um disney being disney no apparently people have been talking about this since epic mickey was announced it's just been like mm-hmm. low key knowledge, and Disney's just been lying about this whole entire thing about like, oh yeah, we bought the rights to Oswald 
uh, through a trade of a sportscaster. That yeah, that's fake. That, that was a lie. Real. Apparently, the, the real truth it was that it was like just film reels somebody had that they were trading for. Yeah. They haven't restored the old Oswalds, right? They're not on Disney Plus, I don't think. Nope, they aren't. Nah, uh, they don't care. They, you technically could see some of them in, on Epic Mickey, but like, like mm-hmm. I mean, they might have. I, I feel like they should just put them up. But they no. kind of explain that, that Oswald show. No, that got canceled. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. Really, like, unceremoniously. Apparently, they, like, according to people who did work on it, like, they had started working on the first episode. Like, everything was written out. They started animating the first episode, and then it got canned. Oh, no. Amazing. Assholes. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm still holding out hope that they're going to do something Oswald-related for D23, but at the same time, I, I've been looking at the way that Disney treats Oswald. Um, it's not very likely. They'll do pins and merch for him, and they know it's in high demand. They know people want Oswald stuff, but, like, they just don't seem to want to do much with him. And uh, to me, I'm thinking it's because they know they don't own all, they don't have all the rights to him like they do other characters. So they're just kind of slowing down with him, which sucks. But also is weird, because I'm like, okay, wait, so there is nothing legally keeping you from doing anything with this character, so... We gotta make our own Oswald, yeah. Yeah, someone should do something with... I mean, did the... I... This might be a side point, but Mm -hmm. did the Mickey... The Mickey cartoons on Disney Plus do well? Like, I've never heard if they do or not. Uh, I don't know. I mean, most I've people... Heard people like them. People talk about them often. I mean, they even got a I ride mean, for it. I, I like it. My daughter watches it. I know kids do watch the... When the seasonal specials do pretty mm-hmm. well to my... Or at least, like, I hear people, like, kids talking about them. But I've never heard, like, a rating or, you know, that they're excited or, you know. Yeah. Never I heard guess it's relative. on it. Because, like, Netflix had had, like, a lot of watch shows, like, very, very watch shows, but, like, nah, that's enough. Yeah. Oswald Oswald exists in this specific sphere of, like, he's a character that's, like, old, still visually marketable, and also he has this whole interesting backstory to him that, like, you dub him in any setting and people will probably still love him. I mean, I made a Friday Night Funkin' mod about him, and that Mm -hmm. mod blew up and all it had was, like, one song. (laughs) People really love Oswald. Dang. Oswald, the legally distinct rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It might be like a Felix the Cat thing where, like, nobody wants to do anything with, like, I don't think anyone's doing anything with Felix right now. Yeah. But, like, they're still iconic, and they're in this weird space where, like, people will get tattoos, you'll see them everywhere, and I think people just like the design, almost. They don't even know the the character, you know? But, like, according to people who work at Disney... Everyone loves Oswald, and everyone really wants to do stuff with Oswald, but for some reason, the higher-ups just keep shooting down Oswald projects. I mean, the Epic Mickey only went down because Disney Interactive got shot down by, like, Mm -hmm. new leadership. Like, the whole video game division for Disney, it wasn't that they were, like, losing money or anything. They just were like, eh, we don't really want to do video games anymore. Eh." Yeah. Did this this happen when Chappic came on, or was this before that? Oh... I guess it depends on when he came on. He came on like right, right before the pandemic, and then they're like, "Never mind the pandemic hit. Why don't you step back? <laughs> this is too much." I'm trying to think. When did? When was the last Epic Mickey thing? Uh, that was that 2012? The fucking Wii era? No, because like oh. Epic Mickey two came out when like the 360 PS3. Yeah, yeah. 2012. No, but th- they announced Oswald for Disney Plus, so it would have been right. I mean, that's how I remember. They announced a project. So, like, yeah. when did that project die, I guess? 
I don't know, because I remember when that was announced, too. Like, it was, like, really, like, low-key announced, and I remember being so excited, and then, like, a year or two went by, and we heard nothing, and then eventually someone just kind of went, oh, yeah, that got canceled. I, I think... I think it was Chappick. Last year was canceled. Yeah. That's that sounds like Chappick. He likes the Muppets though, but he doesn't doesn't apparently doesn't like Oswald. Oh, I'm man. very curious to Ooh. what that show would have looked like too. This leads us into a great question. Huh. Or what? Nito the King says, What do you think works better for a cancelled show? A reboot or revival? Um I think it depends on the show. Sometimes you yeah. just gotta start fresh. I don't know. Um I gotta think. What are the good example I mean Beavis and Butthead is I guess a revival yeah. essentially. Like it's just same people. Oh, well, uh, Mike Judge and who knows who else, but yeah. I think it's like in terms of canon. Mm. Like, let's say Futurama. Would you prefer Futurama to be rebooted? Nah, keep uh, it the same. That's I feel like you, you can't yeah. reboot it with a new cast. That's weird. But action, I feel like action shows, like you know, your any sort of Batman or superhero thing, that's easier to start fresh for some reason. I mean, I, I kind of wish Futurama had not continued after certain Dang. Like, like, season three, I, season I, I, four. Which season? Uh, whenever the Comedy Central stuff started, like I, I just wasn't into that at all. I mean, is anyone into that? Was that the comedy? Well, I forget what seasons those are, but I like the Fox stuff. You know, I was okay with those movies. And then Did the just movies like count the... as like a season? They on Netflix, they were like listed as a whole, like one season. It was just a bunch of specials and movies. Oh yeah, I see right here, season. season five. Yeah, I guess that counts. Yeah, I would go up to season five, but I think it's like it really depends on the property because, like, if they had done a revive a, a revival of My Little Pony, I don't think that would have done as well as the reboot. Yeah, you know. Yeah, got to start fresh. You know, it's easier sometimes. I kind of agree. I feel like it's like certain shows. If it got like if it got like cut off before it got to finish doing whatever it wanted to do, and there was definitely more that they could have done, a revival is probably more appropriate. But like, if the show kind of like it had a healthy lifespan and just kind of like ended um if they wanted to come back to it yeah sure they could do a revival but like they'd probably be able to like um get mm -hmm. more fans um just doing it new like give people like a way to be reintroduced to it oh. that makes sense you could also do both like you could do that disney i guess it was disney junior rocketeer show where they had the original rocketeer i think is her dad or something oh. or like it's like, I forget how it is, but it was basically like, it's definitely a reboot, but it, it's also a continuation of the original Rocketeer. I like that show, but um, it did not, it, it did not stick around, I don't believe. Um, but, uh, and my daughter liked that show too. It was, it was a fun show, but it like, yeah, it basically like. Is it still the canon of the movie? I think it's just its own cartoon kind of canon, basically. That would have been great if they never mentioned the canon, but it's still canon. Yeah. I think it. I don't know if, well, canon-wise, I don't know if it is, but, like, in terms of, it was sort of a reboot revival mix, I would say, because I think the original Rocketeer did the voice of her dad. Oh. I think. But I don't think they're going to, I don't think they got Jennifer Connelly to come back. But the, They're like, I'm not um, doing Disney Junior, I have standards. I'm not doing, yeah, I, but it, it was, it was a cool show because it mixed them. I think you can actually mix them if you do it smart enough, but you have to rely more on the reboot then the revival because at a certain point if you do if you do a combo the reboot has to take off because the old fans aren't going to stick around it's like girl meets world didn't really take off because it relied a little too heavily on those older fans <laughs> it just didn't what would the, um what would animaniacs be classified as a re revival that's a right that's a, i'd say a reboot it doesn't have all the classic uh shorts or characters oh 
Good point. Kind of like I feel like it's a mix because it's it it, pl- it implies that everything from the previous show is technically canon, but like they don't have the same kind of access to that stuff as they did. So they they're having to try to they're having to try to do a lot of different. Mm-hmm. I mean the whole structure is different now. It's only um, Pinky in the Brain and uh, the Warner Brothers and sister. Well, so far, uh, there's a third season coming along soon. True. Is that doing well? Does anyone? I never hear it talked about outside of animation. Oh sure. well, it keeps it keeps getting uh, season orders, so I think it might be. Oh. Whenever um, a season comes out, it trends. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. I I think when it comes out, I always end up watching more of the older ones than the newer ones. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it gets me to engage with Animaniacs, just not the way they probably would like me to yeah you know i'd say that in terms of i really love the reboot but i still feel like they haven't like one of my favorite things about animaniacs was the animation and while the animation in the reboot is really good uh they never they never seem to achieve that very specific style that um they had whenever tms was uh working on it where they had the anim the animaniacs like moving like this these fluid uh bouncing balloons or whatever where they're always moving in sync they never seem to do that in the reboot. Hmm. Maybe it's the limits of the new style they're going for. Maybe I'm thinking it like because like there's different there's different motion styles and even the original show kind of had to switch between them depending on which studio was doing it and what they were used to. Um, but well, it's like the uh, Looney Tunes cartoons, the 2021s. Yeah, you got a point. But they're more on rigs, but they're able to really stretch them to what they can do. Yeah. Oh well, no, the Looney Tunes. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, no, I was thinking, like, still thinking Animaniacs, because I remember Animaniacs did not have rigged animation. <laughs> Several people corrected me on I that. Know. I'm pretty sure both the new Animaniacs and the new Looney Tunes, they switch between having, like, hand-drawn and rigs. Well, for sure. I remember in Animaniacs, sometimes it was very obvious when they switched to rigs. Oh, oh, I don't think so, because I've, I've... A lot of people corrected me, and I even had someone who actually worked on the show go into my DM saying, hey, I worked on the show. It's not rigged. It's all traditional. It's all frame-by-frame. Looney Tunes or uh, um, uh, Animaniacs. Oh, then it might just be the, the tune booming it. Then that's what I call it. Whenever they, because uh, you know, there's a, there's that one style where they tune boom the way lines work. You can mm-hmm. draw them, but you can also like move them individually and just kind of edit them. And it looks very close to rigging, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Speaking of animation programs, another question. All right, Michael Bausta, have you guys ever used Flip stu- Flipnote Studio? No, on the DS. No, I didn't have. I had a regular oh. DS. I had the DS Lite and the OG gray one. Oh dang! Yeah, I had. You w- said you did, Jake. Picto chat. Yeah, I had. Um, I had both the DSi one and the 3DS one. In fact, I, I think I could probably find my 3DS and like activate it, but eh, the 3DS is a little bit damaged, so it's not like it'd be good to draw on. Well, you gotta like export all the animations onto an SD card, my friend. Maybe one day. That sounds annoying. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like in 240p or something. Who the hell's got an SD card nowadays? I'm pretty sure all my good animations were on my sister's DSi anyway, so I'd have to find that. Oh, no. Uh, everything on my 3DS is, like, a little lame. What about you, Jim? You ever, you ever drawn on a DS or 3DS? No. <laughs> no, never. Not not even a special Knock Force episode? The, no. The, the DS episode. No, we never. It was just on Flash and Coo-coo-coo. stuff. Cuckoo. Sorry. Well, it's okay. I think he had a DS, maybe. I never did. Sorry, I'm not really a gamer at all. Can't be a gamer. I, I, was, I was about to ask a... Can't be a gamer animator. I was about to ask a gamer question, but we'll just... Oh, man, I want... Let's go with Tell me the gamer yeah. question. What's... Th- I'm a gamer. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll answer it poorly. Joey Boo says, question, What which console 
you like the most? Huh. Tough. No. Sega Sega Genesis. Hmm. Which version? You know, the the one I got for free. What <laughs> <laughs> my friend oh, didn't sweet. want it anymore. That version. The one where it's like the Sega CD add-ons, like a tray, or is it like a top loader. Uh, a top. It was a top loader. I didn't have a, the Sega CD. You're you're overthinking. When I was, this. I was uh, asking about the model of Sega Genesis you had. Uh, I th- I, it was, was symmetrical. I don't know. Was it square? It was, but it had. Guess we'll yeah. ne- never know. I, I'm not. I forget now. But the good thing about if you had Sega Genesis and it was the early 2000s, you could uh, go into GameStop and like no one really cared if you took games. So that what does that mean? mean? <laughs> you just like, hey, can I have this for free? You, you uh, sure. If that's what. Yeah, you want, it's like <laughs> we don't. They got a bunch of those used games. Like here, we got five copies of Madden '94. Take it. No, he's st- <laughs> he's stealing all the Madden. Don't stop him. No. <laughs> yeah i'd have my friend outside with a rock and he'd break the window and i'd throw it in the garbage bag he'd run out and they're like no he did it again that window's worth more they're like he could have the games for free just leave our window he only takes the hockey games for some reason why i think i had beavis and butthead hell yeah street fighter i had i had a bunch i had sega one sonic one and two which i still play sonic uh one and two because my daughter loves sonic so we play we play the the classics, yeah, you know? Sonic. but yeah, Sonic rules, and kids love Sonic. People don't. Yeah, the Sonic game looks great. Hopefully, I'm very interested to see how that's going to affect, like when Sonic Frontiers com- comes out. How's that going to change the conversation? Oh well, man, they're taking themselves more seriously. For reals, this time we're going to make a good game, as opposed to the other times where we didn't want to make a good game. We just wanted to just pump shit out. I got that anime opening, anime ending. Yeah. But Pan, your favorite console? The GameCube, I guess. Yeah. Super. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. Something from the 2000s would be good. Either that or, I don't know, just in general, the uh, the Xbox, GameCube, PS2, Dreamcast era was the perfect era of just like, has every game and they were just complete, you know? There was no DLC. They were class. It was like a good mix of retro but modern. It's got everything. In that era. It wasn't DLC. It had to put in, like, a second disc. Yeah. It had it all. Simpler times. What about you, Jake? Uh, I would say instantly my brain went to, like, a PlayStation. Either PlayStation 4 or 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like the aesthetic of those better. Mm-hmm. But I know that I probably... I have more games for the Wii than any other console. <laughs> and I have more Why memories attached to that. I don't know. Just, like... Sh- shovelware games? I know I got the, um... I got the GameCube first, and that was on accident because mm-hmm. my my grandma was trying to get me the SpongeBob SquarePants movie PC game because I really oh, liked no. the And then she bought demo. you a GameCube? No, she bought me the GameCube version of the game when I wanted the oh. PC version. So my parents were just like, oh, okay, we'll get you a GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember getting a GameCube at GameStop when they were like 30 bucks. Oh, sweet. Came with a controller. Pretty good. Very good deal. I was like, wow, amazing. GameCube's pretty good. Hell the yeah. Wii can play GameCube games, so... Some of them would. The newer versions of the Wii took out the GameCube functionality. Oh, ew. Whoa. <laughs> I wasn't that. <laughs> and then, like, the latest version, I think it was the Red Wii, uh, no internet connectivity. Awful. Awful. Ooh. I don't know oh. why. It was a top loader. Oh. It was so weird. It was like 100 bucks. Hmm. Trying to prevent you from homebrewing it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always like watching those videos of people uh, destroying 
a Wii, just like sawing off most of it and says, yeah, you can just make your own portable Wii. Yeah, yeah. Whatever works. It works great, unless you want to do like motion controls or play GameCube games. Favorite console, I'd say, is the Steam Deck. Ooh, I've been having fun with it. Oh, boy. Possibly might get that someday. Yeah. I mean, you should. Yeah. You have a MacBook, so you're not going to get a Windows laptop. When is it officially coming out? Because I still I pre-ordered that, but looking like... You have to check it, because the moment it became on pre-order... I put down the $5 deposit, so I got mine relatively early. But if you ordered one, you should be getting it by the end of 2022. But if you're listening to this podcast in the future, comment below if Jake has his Steam Deck or not. Yeah. yeah. Message from the future. Is Jake Neutron have a Steam Deck, and what does he use it for? What does he play on it? What does he do? Go bother him. Tweet, tweet at him yeah. right now, instantly. In the future, a year from now. Mark your calendar. Pan. Ah, what? At Abe Ramy. Hi, Pan. Uh-huh. Long-time listener. First-time questioner. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? Yeah. What is your favorite exotic beverage? Exotic beverage? <laughs> yeah, because you traveled in Europe and whatnot. What? What? Fanta? I don't know. We went to the... Fanta. We went, hey, it's popular in Amsterdam, but in, but uh, we went to the Coca-Cola Museum in Atlanta, Georgia, and they had uh, what was called Sunfill. It was an African soda that the Coca-Cola company made. And we when we went again recently to Momocon for the at the Coke convention, Coca Museum, they didn't have Sunfill no more. They got rid of it. It tasted like mouthwash you could drink. What? It had a lot of weird flavors there. It's some that just tasted like mint, like actual pure mint. Oh, I need to do the. I never did the Coca Cola Museum. Yeah. Oh, it's that. amazing. I, I drank way it. too much. No more Sunfill. I did the. I did the puppetry arts thing. I didn't. I should have done. Oh, we did that anyway. too. That was fun. But that was yeah. But the see, I saw Fuego at a grocery store, so that was pretty exotic for me. Yeah, yeah. as always. Next time. But I did. I do like. There's a drink, an English drink. I two. I like one's Iron Brew, and the other's Lucasade. 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 I legitimately like. What's and it taste any, like? If anyone is, um. It was actually meant to help like English kids when they're sick and stuff. And there's regular, I guess. Wait, Lucasade or the yeah? That's, oh, they said Lucas. That's the one. Aid. Yeah. I was like, what kind of what, Lucas what kind of aid is he doing? <laughs> Sorry, I think I said it. Wrong. But yeah, they, there's the red one, which tastes like medicine-y. But I do the orange one, which you can find around where I live in Brooklyn. There's a bunch of stores that have it, um, and it kind of gives you like a pick pick me up and stuff. It's like a possibly healthier red bull but the the other thing is in england all their sodas actually have sugar not high Mm -hmm. fructose corn syrup so like anytime i'm there i'm like i do drink a lot of soda because if you drink soda here you feel like tired Mm -hmm. afterwards and in england i was like i feel feel amped up (laughs) this is great well it's like uh (laughs) it's like it was like fanta in europe it's like a completely different color and taste yeah i've been there yeah Tastes weird. I mean, not having, if you can get like the, what people call the like Mexican Coke, Mexican Sprite, because they're in glass bottles and stuff, which is like kind of a whole thing that we should probably rename. But, uh, cause I think they're just sold everywhere. They're not necessarily. Well, the Mexico from Mexico one, they but, still use um, sugarcane, which is the difference. Yeah. the And the, the Sprite one as well does that. And they're so much better. I, I, I wish we would just do well, that. Well, we do but. have Coca Cola, sugarcane, and Svetbea. Mm-hmm. Like they have that, I think they used to call it Coca-Cola Life or something. Yeah, they tr- they try to do it, but uh, Americans are gross. And <laughs> the other one, basically, you know. But if you did that with like a fountain soda, like if we had sugarcane 
sprite at McDonald's, that would be the most powerful sprite. Like, I actually, maybe that's why they don't do it. It's like too hmm. powerful because McDonald's sprite is the most powerful, right? Let's, so, let's push the question further. Nothing can kill drop, them. No, nothing can yeah. kill McDonald's sprite. What's a, what's a soda that you always get from a restaurant? Because you feel that version tastes better than what you get from the store. Well, fucking McDonald's Sprite. There you go. If you drop your cell phone in there, Hell it'll charge yeah. completely. I dropped a quarter in there, and I picked it up, and it came out as $20. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how that's even possible, but that's how powerful Sprite is. I was feeling sick. I drank that. Not only did I feel better, I punched a car oh, and flew like yeah. I was the whole. So, so be careful, kids. Don't drink McDonald's Sprite. Just like, you know, it's probably... Oh, yeah. Pam was there. He saw this happen. When I punch that car in a glare. Hell yeah. Maybe. I don't want... <laughs> Just drink up the Sprite. That stuff will burn your a hole in your stomach. That's the only uh, setback. It will burn burn through your intestines. Yeah. Yeah, you have to drink Please. it. Drink yeah. it and quit it. You have to... What about you, Pan? What, what, what was the question again? What soda that you get from a restaurant that you feel tastes different than oh. buying it from the store? Oh, well, yeah. True. S- Sprite. Yeah, yeah. But also, as a kid, I remember getting uh, that iced tea that you would get powder of and you mix into like a, a glass. For some reason, I, there was this placebo effect in my brain where it felt like, yeah, only if it has two ice cubes in it, it tastes perfect. And it has more, it's a different flavor. I don't know what would, what that was, but it made sense in my head. You know, the concentration yeah. of uh, water or whatever. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Yeah. I feel like I feel like my answer's already been said. Sprite, like if I sometimes I will literally order Sprite and it would just be water. I'm always mm. fond of uh, Dr Pepper from Sonic. More syrupy. <laughs> my brain used to Sonic. <laughs> I didn't think about the restaurant. They still haven't done a collaboration. <laughs> the movie in the place. Please. Oh, come on, Sonic wow. Three. They should do Get it. Some onion perfect. But maybe like maybe they don't want to do it because it'd be a whole trademark issue. Yeah, it'd be too confusing. Get Sonic. Get Sonic. Do they? They have hot dogs there. Don't they have hot dogs? Yeah, there? yeah. Yeah, do chili dogs. Like, come on. Definitely do it. And Sonic and chili dogs. That's the one thing I learned. You can't get kids to eat chili dogs. Because I was like, hey, Sonic eats them. And- like, I don't like chili dogs. It looks gross. Even as a kid, I was like, eh. What? Gross. Just diarrhea all I over. One. I tried one from Checkers. It was not great. Okay. Well, well, you gotta, you're got you not doing it right. You got to get some good, good, good dogs. And then... I don't know. Hot dogs are sort of a can be gross, but if you get a good hot dog, it can really work yeah. out for you. Sounds like a great note to end on. Getting a great dog <laughs> for the hot dog. Get a, hot dog. get a good dog. If you, if you're ever in Iceland, get a hot dog there. Iceland? No joke. The, the, the great. In Iceland? Yeah, in Iceland. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have been to Iceland, and the they've got they've got really good hot dogs in Iceland. And that's not a joke at all. Seriously. Do we have any uh, final thoughts? Hot dogs in Iceland? No. Never tried it. Well, in general, in general, yeah. we're, we're winding down Hot the episode. You, you hear the uh, Rayman music. Oh no! Right oh, oh no! Is that all? I guess this is the end. Oh man, get some hot dogs, people. Go to Iceland. Bring me some hot dogs. I want some. I want an ice dog. Yeah. Oh wait, 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 wait. Didn't the queen die? Eh? Huh? King Bob!